Okay, I'm Jai Young. Hi, I'm Juni. <laughs> I'm Chloe. Today we're going to be talking about mental health in the Asian community. First, we're going to talk about how mental health is impacted by the media, school, relationships, and connections, and your family, and all those things. I feel like, you know, there's the model minority myth that mm -hmm. the media and just like society has created for us. And it's very like really high standards and expectations. And, you know, it's because like people believe that Asians are most successful. And people think that this is a good myth, but when Asian Americans feel like they have to fulfill the expectations, um, they feel, and they like don't, they feel like failures, which can cause a lot of stress and anxiety and like cause depression. And so I, th I think that myth is just really toxic and that people really need to leave that in 2020. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I also think that the model minority myth is also used to target other minority groups and yeah um sure. such as like the african-american community a lot of people that i've talked to that are i don't know if they're purposely trying to be racist but they're saying oh asian people have done it korean people japanese people they've gotten like indian people their wealth is the highest in america yet black people they're unable to reach that same level of income or socioeconomic mobility and i think that's just kind of insensitive to the history of america and just like those things they're not really aware of it yeah i agree with everything, everything you guys said and it's like it's just an unrealistic standard for us that like we're all smart and like we all do this we all do that and it's sort of like gas it's sort of like gaslighting and i wish that um people would stop like putting us like in this light and like paint us in one way because we're all different and we shouldn't all like be expected to do something just because we're like because we're a certain race or like in, in certain in the city yeah and i think another thing that's perplexing about this situation is because everybody places all these expectations on us and all all the parents place expectations on us the majority of the asian community i feel have a really high standard of academics especially with extracurriculars and all that so even if you do achieve something that's great it's not viewed as such in your it's not very special or i'm not very proud of myself for the things that i've done even though I work hard on it. I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way? I think a lot of people like ignore that. It's not just Chinese, Korean, Japanese, Indians that are considered Asian. It's not, that's something that bothers me a lot. Uh -huh. But also um, what you said, like, I feel like um, a lot of older, the older generation, I know in the Korean community, they're very like traditional and they have really conservative values, um, mm -hmm. which like, parents, they come in to America and they feel like their child, the way that their child is raised, like reflects their, how they raise, like reflects them as a person. And so I think that's why they want their child, like their children to be like, so like outstanding. I feel like it also like ties towards like the mental health that like goes around in, like these schools, like especially like Ivy Leagues. Have you like heard of like the Duck Syndrome, like from Stanford University? Mm -mm. Can you explain it? Yeah, so it's like a syndrome, you know how like from the surface like ducks seem to like be like float like to, to float around like fine. You know? mm -hmm. But like from the bottom like they're wild and like like they're struggling to keep ah. like, So it's like we're all like we all seem to be doing fine on the outside, but like we're all struggling on the inside to like keep up with everybody, everybody else. That sort of like creates like a toxic environment because like we're trying to like we're trying to show off like our best size, but like in real in reality like we're struggling and 
feel like that should be talked about more. No, yeah, I agree. I feel like it's kind of like harmed me a lot because I feel like that I have to like, like some, some comments I've gotten were like, you're like a disgrace to your culture. Like I've actually gotten that before and I was like, why? And they're like, because like you're not as smart as what other people like perceive you as. And I'm like, that's just like so toxic and just so like disgusting and I hate it. Was that by other Asian people or just other people um, from your school? That was from a white person, but I've also gotten comments from Asian, like Carmonies, like Changdu names and stuff that like, <laughs> when I, I used to go into, I used to go into education for my major and they're like, why, why education? Like they don't like get any money. I'm like, okay, that's like none of your business. Like I'll, I can do what I want to do, you know? Like they all, they care about status so much. It's difficult to make money in certain things, but at the same time, those are your passions. And like, you should be able to pursue those things. And there's such an unequal distribution of how, I guess, for example, teachers, they literally shape your youth. Mm -hmm. That's the basis for all of your opportunities and how you're brought up and how, what kind of, I guess, perspectives you see from a young age. And they're really important. Yet, they're not paid equally and they don't, they're not given resources within the schools. And that's just a division within income and class um, especially in St. Louis, you can see that with the county schools and the city schools, because I go to a city school and I really see that um, firsthand a lot of the time. We're not given the resources like allocated to different schools that I've seen. Like when I walk into county schools, they have all these like computers. And that same mindset is brought into the Asian community where they see this mm -hmm. and they don't think that it's a really good use of our time when that's where we should be focusing on to further improve that I guess the perception of that vocation. I feel like recently like the media has gone a little better with the stereotypes and like spreading more awareness on Asian American like community issues. Yeah and I think in the media especially because Asian people they don't have a lot of roles in Hollywood or in big productions we don't really get to see that representation which is really important because growing up you don't really see that and the people that you do see in media are all that same stereotype of the really smart kid or the really nerdy computer scientist so that's just really harmful for children because they're gonna see that and say oh Asian people can't be like a superhero for example there's no Asian superheroes that you see, <laughs> see growing up so they're not gonna equate those characteristics with Asian people and I guess Asian people have been emasculated and sexualized by the history and like colonizers so that continues to pervade the way media is surrounding asian americans which i think is really harmful what do you what do you think about that when you talked about like representation yeah like i completely agree with that there is not a lot of asian representation at all and if if there is it's like you said it's a very like stereotypical i feel like k-pop and like anime has been getting pretty popularized in the media but at the same time there's a lot of a lot of issues that come with it asian fetishization that is something i really hate yeah, no, I, I understand that like you know i've seen tiktok i've seen like, the popularization of going to japan going to korea k-pop anime it's learning mm -hmm. korean learning japanese it's become normalized and popularized and i think that's a good thing like for our community people are learning more about our culture and they're appreciating us right but I still see like people like being racist to us on TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. So we just get fetishized. We get racist remarks. It's all it's all ironic, ironic to me, if anything. Yeah. 
I remember I posted a TikTok um, before, like, right when COVID started. And, like, I genuinely could not believe how many, like, racist comments I got. It was, like, bat-eating jokes. And I was like, how is this okay? And recently, what like, it, it went from those jokes to Asian fetishization. And now it's, you know, what happened recently, like, murdering of, like, elderly people. I just, we don't get a break. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I see a lot of that stuff on TikTok, too. And it's the same people who advocate or falsely advocate or like stand in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Or they're really performative, like all these people who are not caring about coronavirus at all. And they're like, I don't know, being really irresponsible as well. But they're the same people who are making these remarks. And it's just like crazy to see how quick they are to just apologize once they've been caught. And they don't really reflect on their actions or like the implication of their actions because the rhetoric you use in the media, it can really inspire a lot of hate, for example, the Capitol riots or whatever. When, when you say stuff against Asian American people or Black people, people who are, I guess, ignorant or they're just going to go out and really believe that they're the root of everybody's problems when that's not the truth and go attack them and be really violent. Also, quick thing, in the media with Asian people, it's always the same Asian people and they're like the whitest Asian people in the media like the dude from 13 reasons why do you know who I'm talking about uh, it's always him it's always, it's him. always him and Charles Mellon the guy from uh yeah. Riverdale yeah. yeah it's always Riverdale. the two people it's always them or Aquafina or yeah. Lana Condor it's always yeah. Ken Jong. yeah Ken Jong. yeah it's it's the same like repetitive people like Right. And it's almost like a tokenism, really, at this point. They they just have to have an Asian person in it, and it's yeah, not really representing. There's some diversity, like, yeah. Um, mental health, like, in Korea, specifically. Uh, go ahead. Um, well, I'm pretty sure Korea has, uh, I don't, I'm not really sure. Is it, like, the second highest suicide rate? Yeah, there's like a super high suicide rate, and like yeah. this has, like, that like ties with the standard. Like yeah, yeah, what we talked about goes into like oh, you must like get into this like top school because like in because you know how like in America there's like a bunch of schools that we can apply to and like a bunch of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, in Korea they don't have that. They only have like a few colleges to choose from, and they only get one chance to get in. So if not, if you don't get in, you have to like do another year of like high school apparently, and like yeah, it's really system and, and like. And no wonder everyone's stressed in Korea. Like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, like how people paint in media. There's like a lot of like bad things that go behind it. Yeah, I think some of that, like that kind of, some of that influences with the Asian American community because our parents are immigrants or wherever your families come from. They went through that too. So that's why they kind of push, push their children harder. Yeah, and in Korea, they have the hagwons where they go to school after they go to school to, to study. And I've heard that they stay at the Hagwons until like 10 o'clock at night, just studying for their exams after they go to school and they don't have any time to do fun things. And it's really crazy. Plus, Korean school, I believe, is a lot more difficult than American school. So yeah. their, their standards are so much higher. Plus, they have to deal with all of these things. So it's really crazy. I don't know. And I feel like the Asian American community as a whole don't have a lot of recognition of mental health issues. I feel like they don't, they disregard it as not a valid thing. Yeah. I don't think they kind of, 
don't really believe in like therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't believe in mental health. Yeah, they don't believe in mental health at all. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not like generalizing all of them, but like, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some of my white friends, they they go to therapists and it's really normalized. And I talk with them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I went to my therapist. It's really helpful, or it's not really helpful, but at least it's." very they're very open about it and they can talk about it but i feel like if you were an asian person and going to a therapist they'd look down on you or they would think you're crazy yeah i don't really see a lot of like i mean my personal experience like i don't see a lot of asian people like going to therapy. like i don't know a single person who has mm. or if it is it's really hidden their parents don't want to talk about it yeah because they might look bad or something yeah and for me, at least in my friend groups, I don't, I don't think there's any really racist sentiment for being Asian. I do go to a primarily um, white and black school. What about you guys? I know you guys go to larger schools than me, so. Um, well, for Marquette, we have a huge like POC mix. Like, it's not just white people. We have a good mix of both. Uh-huh. We, have, like, we have a huge population of Asian people and just like other other races as well. And I think I was. I was lucky to be raised in a community like that, but there mm-hmm. is some racism that still goes around. So, so I guess no, nowhere is perfect. What about you, Shadow? I would say there's not like it's predominantly like white, um, in my school. I mean, there like obviously there's some diversity, but I'm I don't really have a lot of like Asian friends. A lot of Asian students tend to you know hang out with each other, but it's kind of segregated in a way. Yeah, I feel like there's a whole different vibe when you're hanging out with Asian people versus white people. Like, you can still be friends with both of them, but I feel a lot more comfortable almost hanging out with Asian people. I guess it's just that cultural understanding and that yeah. they, they, they understand. And like, if something happens, like there's a culture gap, I guess, it's kind of played off for jokes when you're with your white friends. I feel like they don't really understand what's going on. I get like a lot of like insensitive comments. They're not like like racist, but I mean, I I guess they're pretty like backhanded. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's like the little like little jokes. I'm like, they're not funny, dude. Like, just stop. Can you think then, of any? Just like, I feel like there's a lot more that I just can't think of. Like microaggressions, uh-huh. that I really kind of get a lot. Not a lot, but um. So when we're just like talking about like anything Asian in general, they like look at you or like. Oh. Or when someone goes like, oh, one time I like presented something that I was like Korean or something. It was like a show and tell. And then like someone asked, do you listen to K-pop? I was like, that has nothing like it's it's a genre like or just why? Why did you ask me that? Mm, rubs me off the wrong way. I have a similar example. I remember um, when I introduced myself to someone and they were like, oh, they were like, what Asian are you? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm Korean. And then they... They were just like, oh, that's fun. I had KBBQ last week, and I was like, yeah, like, nothing with me. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. They just, like, tie one thing and other thing together. Yeah, like, they think that, like, everything comes from, I'm not Chinese, I'm not Japanese. Like, just because, like, I, like, watch anime or listen to K-pop, that has nothing to do with me being Korean. It's just a preference of what I like to do. Yeah, that interaction is so weird, because I'm just imagining somebody like a white person for example and you're like oh i ate a hot dog last week like what like that would never happen (laughs) that would never ever happen and another another thing i can think of is 
when you, I guess this would happen when you're younger, not so often, or when you meet new people, when they ask you where you're from. And this is like the quintessential example. If you were to meet a white person, you wouldn't ask, like, where are you really from or things like that. Yes, yeah. If you're Italian or whatever, like, it wouldn't, wouldn't be like that. It would just be like, oh, I'm American. Are you Korean? Okay, yeah. I feel like it's a much more seamless interaction there and it doesn't have to be made weird or have that weird correlations with food and yeah. things like what Chloe said. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was this one kid, it was like this one guy from middle school. Um, He was just like, oh, we were talking about like race, but I don't know why we were talking about it. And I was like, oh, I'm Korean. And then he was like, oh, are you from North Korea or South Korea? And then I just didn't know what to say after that because oh, I, I so much. <laughs> I wanted to joke around with them and I was like, oh, I'm from North Korea. And then he believed in me. So that just shows like you like how ignorant how some people can be. Right. And when they're asking that question, they're not asking it seriously. Like, you yeah. know. Like, do you really like, think we can from North really Korea? North Korea? <laughs> like, I'd have a news article written about me if I came from North Korea. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? It, it's just very strange. And I don't think these necessarily, I think it's very normalized. So I don't have really large mental health repercussions. I'm not really down about this kind of stuff. But it's just kind of annoying and disappointing just to see that. Yeah. We, we like live through, like we've gotten this since like what, since we're in elementary school, like it's kind of just norm, like basically normalized now. Like I'm not surprised someone asked me that question. Right. Oh, like one thing that annoys me so much is like, are you Asian or like, are you Asian or Korean? Like they don't like understand. They don't understand. Why don't they understand? Did you the, see that thing of, um, uh, Addison Ray. Addison, Ray. Addison Ray, where she was like, it's geography this is like <laughs> she, she's asian and then she's like oh you no, don't she's... know that she could be korean and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah they just they think that, that like it's a big brain moment right there yeah. it's called the united states for a reason <laughs> other countries <laughs> yeah but that annoys me a lot then do you guys want to like talk about like how our struggles are like gaslighted by other races like Oh, like this one, like group A got, went through this. Like you don't like, you don't compare to that or whatever. Yeah, like the oppression Olympics. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that is whatever. yeah, I think you see that sentiment a lot in social media. I don't really experience that in day-to-day interactions, but I see it a lot. I think you see this whole thing right now of standing in solidarity with different races. And I think there's a limited thing, like limited number of things you can to tangibly change um, the sentiment right now. I think it's really helpful to have these types of conversations, but it's just a feedback loop of people posting. Like right now in class, we're going over that. If the same bubble of people, the same people that go to your school are all posting one thing, they're obviously going to see it. But outside of that, it's not going to have any significance. But to what extent do you think that really helps? Um, personally, I think it's a good thing like to spread a message, but like I feel like some people do it for like clout. Yeah, <laughs> so, I did too, but like, I don't do it for clout. I do it because I genuinely believe in like these things, right? But mm-hmm. I feel like this one girl I saw, she was preaching about how like we shouldn't go out because of like COVID, right? But then like I saw her hang out with her friends like a week after, so I don't know. It wasn't very genuine to me. So <laughs> it just depends. Like some people do for like attention or whatever, but I think we should do it out of very like formative. Yeah, I feel like the recent stuff too with what's been going on with in the Asian community. No one, honestly, like. I'm kind of disappointed because like I found out about that on social media like I did not 
figure it out through news. I like literally found throughout TikTok and Instagram posts. First of all, that's just like annoying because like no one is talking about it. But then there's these like performative activists and like white saviors like posting stuff. And I'm like, half of you guys have said some like racist stuff about me. And like, it's just so like hypocritical. Now you're standing up for us. Like, I don't, I just, I think it's really like Instagram, like performative activism. Yeah. And that whole feeling just dies down after a week after it happens. Like, okay, we had our week of posting stuff yeah. on social media. Yeah. Like now what? Like, I'm not going to post anymore. Yeah. It's like you said, it's very just trendy right now to how to sh- highlight this on your story i guess it shows that you're a good person or whatever but it doesn't really do anything to help and like you said i figured out about all that stuff on tiktok and social media as well it's really disappointing that media channels have to remain impartial right they need to have an objective show of news and what's going on but at a certain point they need to call out what's happening and label it for what it is like rather whether it be like domestic terrorism or like just violence if you don't label it what it is people are gonna think it's okay and it's gonna fade away especially with all the other hateful speech going on in politics and the news how do you guys think mental health has been affected by the recent situation with virtual schools and not being able to really see your friends and have a normal life how do you think that's impacted your mental health I, I mean I'm in I'm back in school now so I feel a little better and I've obviously like COVID is still is an issue so like I have mixed feelings about it but it, it's nice to see like my friends again and it feels it's some kind of like normal like normalcy but like first and second quarter I it, every day felt the same like repetitive and it was just like waking up opening up your laptop and like going on zoom having no motivation to actually like study and work I had no work ethic yeah my mental health was probably pretty low then it was yeah it was pretty bad yeah I think virtual school or just not being able to see anybody gives you a really pessimistic outlook on life like the future if it's still gonna be like this and then you see all this stuff on social media with people acting normally like the celebrities and whatnot and yeah yeah it's just so far removed from the normal reality of people and our parents have to go through working or different people and how people are dying out there it's just a really dark situation that at this point I guess we've all kind of become numb to the craziness of the situation but yeah like you said it's really hard to find motivation and just looking to the future it doesn't feel like this stuff is like in the midst of all this stuff I know it's stated over and over again but in the middle of the pandemic like all these things are going on like ap exams and standardized testing and it's like why is this the priority right now like can you not find better ways to teach us right and it feels like um as a person who's like been doing online for like like or i'm almost a year now like i'm still in virtual mm-hmm. school right now it's like I yeah, me too. Hybrid, but i chose to stay virtual um I feel like I've become a lot more antisocial and like I've like lost a lot of like connections with people like because I've like not talking with everybody like every day now and I don't know I feel like that just like that had an impact on my mental because I don't have like that many people to talk to anymore because I don't because like I lost some connections after in-person school so yeah yeah I totally agree with that I think 
you don't get to have those same small interaction with all your friends that I guess, like your acquaintances that you really value and you don't really think about until you're not. And even with some of your closer friends, I feel like you've kind of drifted apart because you're not able to have those normal interactions. And hopefully things are able to get back to normal soon. That being said, thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast, and we'll see you next time.